0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Play Tessie. It is episode 23, the Pedro Siriaco episode, also Travis Shaw, and especially our manager, Alex Cora. It's Gordo here. I'm here with Pat. I'm here with Sammy. Coop is still under the weather. But this is the official podcast of Successful Tanks. Can I get a round of applause? Clap, clap, clap. woo Go, Pat! Let's go. Top three pick. But, yeah, it is also the official Red Sox podcast of WEI, the Red Sox radio network. Pat, Sammy here with me. We are here to talk some socks today because that is what we do on the Play testy podcast. Gentlemen, it's been a good weekend for us. You know, we, we watched some football today. Good things have happened. They didn't get the two pick, but we're not going to get greedy. They got the three pick. The Pat season is over. That means we're one step closer to pitchers and catchers. How you guys doing?
1: Doing good. Cold.
0: Yeah, I'm in Miami still, so I'm I'm not cold. Even though the weather here is kind of like, it's kind of mad. in Miami? I'm oh in my Miami. God. We're, we're getting destroyed by snow and you're yeah, in your are Yeah, we are. I'm oh, flying back. You. I'm flying back in the morning, though. So it's not it's not all roses. Oh. And it's been, like, by their standards, kind of cold and rainy. But, like, it's still, like, 78. So who cares? And I keep seeing pictures of, like, front porches out in small towns in Massachusetts that getting bombed with snow and dogs tracking snow and mud into the houses. And I'm just walking down the street in shorts and flip-flops
2: you're a scumbag
1: yeah i'm so yeah. i'm i didn't know i i this is me finding out right now that you're Same.
2: Not, i didn't know you were in miami yeah uh,
1: come on man how could you just, do this
0: to us <laughs> just a few days but you know i got grandparents out here i got friends out here
1: uh god what's funny is when i lived in california for a few years when i was in high school when i would see my friends from boston back home posting like blizzards I, i'd get fomo in the weirdest way I'd be like damn i kind of wish i was you know toughing it out with them like i'm sitting it's like 59 degrees and dreary i'm like man i want to go outside in the snow and like have that that night before where it's like it's coming tomorrow big storm there's like some excitement about it when you're when you're so far away but then you're here and you're like oh
0: this sucks so grass is always greener i don't have even a little bit of fomo i'm looking at the weather app and i see that there's like a like a mid-50s day like a couple days after i get back and i'm just happy that i only have to put up with it for a couple of days and like all the streets will be plowed. I don't have to deal with all that nonsense before that. But yeah, let's 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 jump right into it. We're uh it's a it's a shorter one today. It's not not the full hour 10. we we'll, we're still gonna get you some good socks talk, though, all right? So we're gonna start with that Jen McCaffrey and Ken Rosenthal article mm-hmm. talking about how the Red Sox are listening to offers for Masataka Yoshida. They're not necessarily shopping them but the fact that they're listening to offers i think is interesting because a team that is that is that wants to build on what they started last year build on the core that is starting to come together would not necessarily be entertaining offers for a guy like yoshida to the point where it the, the, to the point where the media would catch wind and you're getting an athletic collab article with, with Rosenthal and McCaffrey talking about how they're listening to offers. And obviously they've been listening to Jansen to me. It just sounds like a team that is hell bent on shedding payroll. And of course, like maybe they could add payroll back to match it. But like in any event, the fact that they're shedding payroll to me is concerning. I was curious when you guys read that article, uh, Sammy, what did what, you think when you when that article dropped? I was actually in the pool when that article dropped. I was a little bit late to get to it. I get out of the pool, and all of a sudden, Robbie Ray is a giant, and Yoshida is potentially getting traded. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah so, so the Yoshida thing, obviously
1: the first reaction from the fan base is going to be like, are you kidding me? We just got him last year. And I totally get that. And I like Yoshida a lot. I think he's going to have a good second year in Major League Baseball, just like Hideki Matsui did. He had a so-so first year popped off in the second year and you know we love Hideki here but I think it kind of makes sense I think other major league teams probably think what I just said and I think that the Red Sox probably don't love having Yoshida and Devers and of course left fielder and a third baseman that makes no sense but bear with me you have two guys who are well, well, well below average defenders at their position, especially Devers, who's locked in for 700 more years. And then you have Yoshida, who's locked in for four more years, kind of handicaps the things you can do. And for a guy like Alex Cora, who loves to have positional flexibility, in a vacuum, I could see them moving Yoshida. That being said, it would have to be the perfect trade. This isn't a guy I would just get rid of to get rid of. It would have to... Either bring back a similar player who bats right-handed or plays much 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 better defense secondarily it would have to bring back a pitcher so I don't think he's gonna get traded but I get it
2: yeah I think this is kind of nitpicky here but the way in contingency with Spears article because Spear kind of went in a little bit deeper in terms of what he's hearing I do think that Jensen is being full blown shopped. Like I I do believe that they are trying to push him toward one of a like a contending team that's willing to give up maybe a little bit more. And I don't think that's a bad idea. I mean, he's a 36 7 8 year old closer who's still good, but we saw some periods last year he wasn't great. Um I think shipping him out for something like not even substantial but like a la like the Verdugo trade, like organizational depth on some high upside pitching. I think that makes a lot of sense maybe. Um, but if again, nitpicking it says they're not hanging up on Yoshida calls. I think it's going to like Sammy was saying, I think it does kind of take that perfect trade. I don't think he's moved as a salary dump. I don't think he's moved to replenish kind of like Verdugo, like bring in organizational depth at pitching. I think if they move Yoshida, it's either going to be followed with another move or the return they're getting will fill a hole that they don't now have to fill in free agency. I hope they don't trade Yoshida because I do think he has a big year. I'm okay with moving Jansen because like we've said all all offseason, that bullpen is stacked right now. There's too many arms to feed. So I get it, but I don't in terms of Yoshida.
0: I just, I just think that there's year. such a big difference between and I'm just going to use the word dumping between dumping Jansen and dumping Yoshida because the way I see it both of them are making significant money like high teens dollars per year and Yoshida obviously has four years left and a guy like that who had the second half that he had is not necessarily easy to deal and I I question how much they'd be able to get back but they're different because of what you said Pat like this is a team that has a really good bullpen. And if they add more starting pitching, you're just going to keep adding pieces to that bullpen. Like you push Garrett Whitlock to the pen. You push maybe Tanner Hauck to the pen. There's situ- there's scenarios where they could push Cutter Crawford to the pen. Like there, are, this is, this bullpen is in a good spot. Whereas Yoshida, if he gets dealt, like you're, you're just going to have to figure out, who like you're going to have to add a guy to replace him. I don't know if it's going to be like Soler, Teoscar Hernandez, I don't know. But it just feels like if you trade Yoshida, you're not going to get that much back and then you're going to replace him with a guy who I don't think any of those guys are going to have as good of a year as Yoshida next year because of the points that you guys both made. Like Hideki Matsui's rookie year and then he has, he's fine and then he, and then he pops off in his next year. And Yoshida basically was doing that in his first year and then burned out. But of course, they've been working with him this offseason to try to make sure that doesn't happen. I think a lot of people get a little bent out of shape on his defense because the Sox defense was so bad last year. And obviously he is not a good defender, but I don't think it's as bad as people make it out to seem just because the, the monster crushes defensive metrics. Like if you play in front of the monster, it doesn't even really matter if you're a good defender, your metrics are going to, are going to be shot. I think you can't win a gold glove playing left field at Fenway. Has
1: any left fielder at Fenway ever won a gold glove? That's a good trivia question. We should many many, did. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I do have a question regarding the Yoshida thing. Just just a yes or no from you guys. It's a big move from Japan to the United States. We talked about it ad nauseum with Yamamoto. Do you think that if the Red Sox trade Yoshida, it would dissuade uh, players from Japan from choosing the Red Sox in the future, knowing that the team isn't above flipping you after a year?
2: Yeah, I do. I think it's a really bad look. I get this isn't necessarily Craig's guy. Like Craig didn't sign that contract. But I mean, we see how long the process is of these Japanese guys picking their teams. And that whole process goes into like where can I see myself in the next five, six, seven, eight, ten years. And Boston obviously was a spot where Yoshida was like, I'm comfortable here. I want to be here. I can I can play here, all this stuff. I think if you kind of just toss that courting process in their hard decision out the window, yeah, I think guys are gonna guys coming over from Japan are gonna look at the Red Sox a lot less fondly, because a year ago essentially they just go completely back on their word. We want you. For, we want you here for five years. You're gonna be great. Blah blah blah. Year in, they're like, yeah, hey, you don't really fit what we're doing anymore, and ship them off. I, I think it's a really bad look.
0: Yeah, I I would tend to agree with you though. I I can't say that I know for a fact because like we're not part of we're not Japanese like we don't live there and know what that culture is like and we also haven't necessarily seen a Japanese player sign and like a long-term contract and then get dealt after a year but to be honest with you like I've always like it's kind of like that for American players too where you sign these guys to contracts and you don't necessarily want to ship them out and we've heard this before with guys like you don't want to ship guys out too quickly because then other players won't like they won't necessarily trust you. Like there's questions about whether you can be relied upon to fulfill your agreements. Like it's just, I don't think it should hold you back from making the perfect trade, but I just, I, I have a hard time seeing the perfect trade show up for Yoshida. Whereas a guy like Jansen, like the trade doesn't necessarily need to be perfect because you do have a surplus there and that money can be used. Like as much as I hate talking like this, because they shouldn't need to be freeing up money for anything, but, that's kind of the, it's kind of what we have to talk about because that's just the way the situation is. That you trade Jansen, your bullpen obviously loses its leader and an established closer, but you've got a lot of good arms in there, and, and someone can step up. Whereas if you trade Yoshida, you're going to need to add someone to replace that, and and I, that's why I, I want to move on to the Teoscar Hernandez stuff uh, and talk about that because there was a report over the weekend. Who, who reported that uh, that the Dodgers were the favorites for Teoscar? It was
2: Hector Gomez. Hector Gomez.
0: Yeah. Hector Gomez said that the Dodgers are up to three years on their offer and are now seen as the favorites for Teoscar Hernandez. And, of course, if the Red Sox deal Masa Yoshida, it would, I, it would be with the idea of adding another outfielder. And we know how interested they've been in Teoscar. Reports of them telling agents of players that they need to clear some salary. And I think it's a fair assumption that You know, with Teoscar wanting his free agency to wrap up quickly, as Chris Cotillo reported a couple of weeks ago, and it hasn't wrapped up. And I think a big part of that is probably because they've been waiting for the Red Sox to do something in hopes of getting an increased offer there. But if he goes to the Dodgers, does that mean in your guys' eyes that a Yoshida trade has to be off the table, that they maybe need to pivot to trading a young guy or that they don't trade anyone at all? Like, are there, are there other options on the market that you think would be a good fit for the Red Sox beyond Teoscar? There's other guys there, but obviously, like, they're, they're different players, some not as good defensively. Uh, curious your thoughts. If, if Teoscar goes, and Sammy, I'll kick to you first. Um, if Teoscar goes, if he goes to the Dodgers and you have to pivot, where, where does that leave things in your eyes? I think
1: the only option, if you want to actually contend next year, is Jorge Soler, if you're not getting Teoscar. Because right now the lineup looks like Duran, Devers, question mark, Casas, and then some combo of Story, Grissom, Yoshida. Um, I think it's really strange how Red Sox fans are kind of glossing over this. I know everyone's focused on pitching, rightfully so, but we don't have a number three hitter right now. That's pretty damn important. So uh, I know people love Adam Duvall. I like him too. Great person, great player. I don't think he's a fit anymore. I think the only way you can legitimately convince, at least me, a lot of fans too, that this is not another bridge here for the third friggin' year in a row is you get someone like Soler put in between Devers and Casas. He sees a lot of strikes. Ideally hits a lot of home runs. He hit 36 last year. And, uh, I also want to point out, I know the knock on Solaire is that he strikes out a lot. His K rate was 33rd percentile. So I know that's bad, but it's not like, I mean, Teoscar Hernandez was ninth percentile, so he strikes out even more. I I just, yeah, if you don't get Teoscar, you either got to make a trade or you got to get Solaire and the options are slowly dwindling, but they're dwindling. So I, yeah, it's Solaire... Teo or complete pivot. I Yeah. I'm not feeling Duvall batting third in his age 36 season.
2: Yeah. I, if it's not Teoscar and I feel like I'm beating a dead horse. Cause I've said this a couple of times, but on paper, I still feel the best fit at DH is Reese Hoskins. It gets, it lets you get Casas off his feet, which you lose with Turner gone. And He's one of those guys who's going to want a one-year deal. He has to prove he's back from his ACL. On paper, I feel like Reese Hoskins makes even more sense than Solaire and Ty Oscar. That being said, I don't, we have not heard a single rumor about that. I agree with Sammy. I think if you lose out on Ty Oscar, you have to go Solaire. It's a power bat. He strikes out, yeah. He's had some really weird years. He kind of... Is, he's kind of like a roller coaster. of a really really good year, really really bad year, hurt than healthy. um but i think just bang for your buck in that three hole, Soler's the guy. and i honestly i like Soler better than Teoscar. Maybe maybe not by a, a large margin because Teoscar does have speed, he can play serviceable defense where is kind of beyond that. but if you're filling a three hole in a primary DH, Soler's a way better fit for that than Teoscar Hernandez.
1: So there's bat is better, but I would say Teo is the better overall
0: player. Is kind of yes. like, what, yeah. yeah. And the issue is if you don't like, like, okay, let's just talk about where they stand today because Sammy, you're right. They need a three hitter. They need someone in between Devers and Costas. And we talked, as you said, so much about pitching that that can kind of get lost, but this offense was probably around somewhere between eight to 12 in baseball last year in overall production, depending on how you look at it. Like it was a good offense, but uh-huh. Yeah, solid, but now they've lost Justin Turner, who was their most consistent hitter last he, year. He and that yeah, We, we should not
1: gloss over that. He was absolutely massive for that lineup in so many different ways last year, like numbers, of course, but also just clutch as hell. That was the guy you
0: yeah. always wanted last year, so soon that, we forget. That was your three-hitter. That was your guy, and Adam Duvall is also now not on the roster, and he, at times multiple times during the season last year was your best hitter. So this is not an offense right now that on paper looks like it's going to be in that top 10 range, unless a lot of stuff goes right. Cause right now Trevor story is probably your three hitter and he was a well below average hitter when he played last year. And obviously we can go on and on about how like he was rushed back and didn't have any time to, to get ready or whatever. And like, you'd also be relying on Tyler O'Neill to get back to that 2021 form that's just a lot of things that need to go right to make this offense what you'd want it to be, especially with a pitching staff that's not like if you, if they had like the Mariners starting rotation, it's like okay, we can have an offense that's around 12 or whatever. but like you need a guy that can slot into that three hole and I, I put out a tweet asking people who they would want out of like or just to give an order of who you like out of Teoscar, Solaire, Adam Duval, Justin Turner, Reese Hoskins and out of those five options, I think I'd be comfortable with four of them in the three-hole. The only one I would be a little bit weary on is Duvall. Just, A, because of the injury history, the recent injury history. B, because of the age. C, because the production, it was there when he was on the field last year, but if you look at two years ago, it wasn't. And this is not a guy who's necessarily been known as like that caliber of hitter. He's always been kind of like, a, yeah, we'll put him in the bottom of the lineup, and maybe at the end of the year, like, he actually hit 100 RBIs one year, and like that was great. But it's not a like like guys like Reese Hoskins and Justin Turner and Jorge Soler and Teoscar Hernandez. Like all these guys at times have been like some of the best hitters in baseball. Like Teoscar Hernandez is one of like five guys who's hit 25 plus home runs, and I think it's mm-hmm. the last four years. So yeah. like that's the kind of guy you need in the three hole. And This is not a spot that should be neglected. Like if they neglect it, they, like you're gonna you're gonna realize it early. How much you're missing that kind of impact bat.
1: Yeah. And even there's got to be somebody listening to this who's thinking, why not put Trevor Story third? He's a former All Star, he's got the track record. I agree, but that's not ideal coming off of those two seasons that you just alluded to, Gordo. That's a ton of pressure to put on a guy who's already dealing with a ton of pressure. He's the anchor of your defense at shortstop. He has to produce. It's his third year with the Red Sox. He's been awful. And I really like Trevor's story. He's been miserable with the Red Sox. So he's already under a ton of pressure. I think if you bat him third in the lineup, that just makes it even more so. God, you got to get somebody. And, you you know, you can juggle it around and maybe move Devers out of the two spot. But I feel like that's really the ideal place you want him. And Duran seems like a no-brainer for leadoff with that speed and that, you know, that power. More like a doubles guy, but that threat is always there. Then you got to put Casas fourth and you need a righty in between. So I don't know. The, the Phillies need a closer. Maybe you send Jansen and pieces, get Castellanos or something. I don't know, man. It's just you, you oh, got to address the three hole. Pitching by far biggest concern, not saying it's not, but you also need a number three hitter. And I feel like everyone has just kind of glossed over it like it's a ah, whatever. We'll find someone. Eh, not that simple.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe there's something on the trade market that we haven't considered because there was that Castellanos report by Fine Sand like way early in the offseason that maybe the Phillies would consider trading him. And we haven't – I think someone ended up refuting it. It might have been passing. I'm not sure. So someone ended up kind of shooting that down and we haven't heard about it since. But like maybe there is something available on the trade market. I just – I think that there's a reason that the Red Sox haven't necessarily been willing to go past two years on these guys. Like you see the caliber of of minor league talent that's going to come up right around that two-year mark, the end of 2024 beginning of 2025. You've got Marcelo Meyer, Kyle Teal, Roman Anthony, kind of all along that same tr- like track line where they like any any one of them could have a big season and be up by the end of the year and all of them should be up at some point in 2025 for sure. So like it's clear the Red Sox don't want guys like Teoscar clogging the roster when these guys are supposed to be like hitting their getting into their primes at least like i get i get what they're thinking and maybe there's a guy who has a year or two left on on his deal currently that could be traded for uh, i'm sure they'd prefer to go the free agency route and not have to to deal from their their farm talent but i don't know man i i really hope they're just not neglecting it hope so
1: i mean we um, it, it's hard to give them any credit so far so
2: yeah I agree
0: yeah but in any in any event I, let's let's move it forward to, to enough said hopefully we'll get some news coming out this week because uh we've got Shota Imanaga expect or meeting to sign by Thursday and Jeff Passon had in his article heading into the week that he thinks around the January 11th January 12th January 13 mark is when things are going to start to go down obviously be skeptical about it all you want because originally we heard once Otani signs, it's going to, the dam's going to break. And then it didn't. But then it was, oh, once Yamamoto signs, the dam's going to break. And then it didn't.
2: And then now but, it's the oh. Boris guys. Once the Boris guys sign, damn's dam's yeah. going to break. Oh, but Pat, but don't, but but at, say, some point gotta,
0: at some
1: point we got to admit, we got to admit at some point that Major League Baseball offseason sucks and they need to change it. And every time you bring that up, it's, oh, the players will never go for it. I'm a crusty old guy. I'm not, a change is impossible. So, yeah, I'm so sick of this, man. Like, even we were like trying to discuss what are we going to talk about today? I'm like, God, there's fucking nothing, man. It's so
0: slow, but maybe the maybe Imanaga kicks things off. I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah. I, you, in if it's not Imanaga, like maybe, maybe a trade goes down because I, I, I said it before. Teoscar reportedly wants this free agency done as soon as possible. And obviously, it's dragged along. And I, it's probably because of the Red Sox that it has. The Red yeah. Sox. Trade Jansen, like maybe that streamlines something there, but we'll see. I do think it's telling that that a three-year offers, like reportedly on the table from the Dodgers, and he hasn't accepted it. I do think that this is a guy who probably wants and, and is intrigued by the idea of playing in Fenway Park. So maybe he's waiting out the Red Sox. Maybe it's something else. I it could be interesting. But in anyway, let's let's move forward to some enough said. Sammy, you got anything for us? Enough said. Yep, really quick. Quick reaction from both of you.
1: So MLB.com had an article talking about Dylan Cease, and they have a uh, kind of a who says no that they made. Just want to hear what you guys think. So Red Sox get Dylan Cease, just Dylan Cease. Chicago gets Roman Anthony, Nick York, Dick Fitz, and Bob.
0: Well, the the primary, it's basically like, would you trade? the, The way I see that is, would you trade Roman Anthony? Just because like Nick York is so heavily blocked. Like he's I don't know if it's now or in a year or at the deadline or whatever, but he's gonna end up getting moved. Like Dick Fitz, like they just got him. We've never seen him pitch in the Red Sox organization. Dick so, like,
1: that, that might be the only pitching prospect who projects as a starter in the
0: system. True. That's true. I don't be. know. I my answer uh my answer is so dependent on on their conversations elsewhere because I keep I keep just thinking. Keep just offer the best, like, offer one or two young outfielders and one of your swingman starters, like a Tanner Houck or even a Cutter Crawford, as much as I love him, like, offer those guys and offer Miguel Place and Nick York and, like, put together a crazy package around those things and see if anyone bites. If no one bites, then, yeah, that's probably the kind of offer I'm looking at doing for a controllable starter. And I love Dylan Cease. So in the end, like if if I got down to it, I would say yes, but there would be a lot of avenues I'd want to hit before I pulled the trigger on that. What do you think, Pat?
2: Yeah, uh, I'm biased. I think Roman Anthony has a higher ceiling than Marcelo, so I'd be more apt to move Marcelo in a move or a controllable pitcher. And I'm not saying that I like Jesus Lozardo better. But I think if I'm moving Roman, I want a pitcher who's under contract for more than two years. It's tough, though, because all year long we're saying you have to pay the price, you have to pay the price. But at the same time, you got to pay the price for a guy that is that difference maker. I think Cease does carry some risk.
0: So, Pat, question for you on that then. So let's say the Mariners are not trying to trade their starters. So you X them out of the list. Yep. What starting pitchers do you like that have more than two years? Is it just Lizardo or is there like, am I, who am I forgetting? Like
2: Lizardo. All black I like from. Framber. I like Framber more than I like Cease, but he's also got two. Yeah. Oh you yeah. Said he, three, I know two. more than that? mm,
0: that's because, because this is tough because how many pitchers that have more than two years are reasonably available? Like Spencer Strider got extended and he's, yeah. he's got like a million, like give me him, but it's not, it's not realistic. It's just yeah. so hard to like. I mean, if the Lazardo thing keeps coming up, though, like I forget, uh, it's, it was Bob it's the one that
2: makes sense. Yeah, Bob said. Oh,
0: Mackenzie's another one. That's a good one, Sammy. Yeah. That's a good one.
2: Oh yeah, Tristan Mackenzie. I would. That's one I would move. Right. I, I mean, love he, Tristan Mackenzie.
0: Yeah, I mean, he. I think he'll age well. He's
1: not like a Same. Big effort guy. He's kind of like a, a big body, but like skinny, old kind of. Yeah, but he'll put on weight. He's young. Um. Real quick, I think this trade sucks. You're giving up your one prospect for two years of Dylan Cease. He just had a four and a half VRA and I think he'll bounce back, but holy shit, what a risk. You're giving up Roman Anthony. On top of that, Nick York, who I don't think he'll ever play for the Red Sox. He's still a trade piece. Dick Fitz, who I like, like I said, might be the only starting pitcher um, in your organization, like in the minors. It's just like, I, I think it's, crazy and and then bob (laughs) you have a bob too that's fine but yeah too too much for me it for lizardo different story you get an entire extra season and he's younger coming off of a good year a little different but cease no way man that's nuts
0: question for you then i rank so say say the baseball gods have told you that you have to trade roman anthony but you get to pick or Screw it. Rank the three guys, if you had to trade Roman Anthony, who you would take. And your options are Cease, Lizardo, McKenzie.
1: I'd go Lizardo, McKenzie, Cease. because I would do
2: that exact same order.
1: Yeah, Lizardo, McKenzie have three years of control. Cease has two. Cease had an awful season. McKenzie was banged up last year, didn't really pitch much. So for me, it's just the control. They're all good pitchers. Don't get me wrong. I, yeah. Red Sox fans, not really any place to be picky when it comes to pitching. I see all these people like, no, I wouldn't trade this prospect for this pitcher because he does X, Y's like little nitpicky things. Not really in a spot to do that. Really need a pitcher. So I'd go Lazardo. I I think he's going to be an ace. I think McKenzie is a good two or three uh, when healthy. I don't think he'll ever be an ace ace. I think Cease could be an ace because we've seen him pitch at that level. But he could also blow up in your face. And of course, two years of control compared to three.
0: Yeah, and before we move, uh, Pat, you you can get your enough set off next. I'll I'll give my order. I think after some some thought, I think I'll go. Lizardo, Cease, McKenzie. I just think that those the first two guys are on a different level, but yeah, I, I like Lizardo. The three three years of control on that just is so appealing, and they they they've been discussing him with all these teams. I don't know. I would trade so many other guys before I'd trade him if if I were the Marlins. But yeah, if he's on the block. That that's the guy. I hope it happens. But They
1: all had the same amount of control left. I think I would switch it to Lizardo, cease McKenzie, but but they don't. So, yeah, Lizardo
2: McKenzie cease.
0: All right, Pat, what all do right. you what do you got?
2: Mine is not a full blown who says no. It's more an idea of like a trade where I could see Kenley being moved.
0: Okay, let's hear what. It.
2: I, I am going to name names. This is kind of a who says no, but we need to fully divulge. Just simple. Yes. No. Why? Um, What do we think of Kenley Jansen to the Texas Rangers for John Gray? Oh,
0: that's an interesting yeah. one. Yeah. John Gray, two
2: years, 28 million left on it. He pitched yeah. 157 innings last year with a four, one, two easy, easy.
1: Yes. I think that's a really good move. I don't know if Texas would go for it because they have Leclerc. I feel like they're, they're more looking for, like, setup kind of guys because LeClerc was really good down the stretch. Um,
2: but Gray,
1: yeah, I mean, not an ace, not a two, probably, like, a it good...
2: Fills three. that four or five pretty nice, though.
1: Yeah, three, four, mm. really fancy five. But that's a good, that's a good uh, starting pitcher. He can log innings. He's got some upside. He survived Colorado, so... Came
2: out of the pen last year for Texas as well. Yeah, yeah,
1: in the playoffs, too, so... Yeah. I think that yeah.
2: I think a move like that will also depend on if they bring Montgomery back. I think if Montgomery comes back, Gray's super expandable.
1: Yes, I don't think they will because they're having that issue with the TV deal. Yeah, so I don't think Texas is. Yeah, gonna be
2: Valley doing... Sports. How
1: stupid they, is that? When the they World they... way,
0: then you're like standing pat because TV. oh no, they've crazy. said it might be, might be that issue might be getting resolved. I've I've been reading that the last few days that that issue might be, might end up getting resolved and they'll get Montgomery back. But I think my answer Resolve to this after. Resolve it after
1: free agency. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: resolve resolve it in April. We'll get the yeah. games on TV. But okay, May thirtieth, we can uh, we can get that set up for you guys. Pat, I think my answer to this is dependent. Like, what do you, what do you think a guy like Hyunjin Ryu gets on the open market? What is his contract?
2: Well, I think that's completely skewed because of Frankie Montas getting sixteen million dollars. Right.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be like the same thing. Right. Like I think. Okay. right
2: around there or Manaya just signed what for two for 28. Oh, you're right. He did.
0: Mm. So that's, so Mania oh, got,
2: Mania got about two for 28. So I think Ryu gets somewhere in that 14, to 18 ballpark on a one year deal. Maybe one or two years, I think two years lowers the AV, maybe to 14, like a Manaya deal or like a one year for like 18.
0: Okay. My, my answer is if you can get Ryu on a one year deal between, between like, 12 to 17 million, even if it's on the high end of that. I'll, yeah. I'll trade Kenley. Oh, if it's Kenley. one
2: year, I'll, I'll go to 18. I don't care.
0: I'll trade Kenley for whatever the best prospects and most money I can get eaten, whatever the best deal is there. If, if Hyunjin Ryu is going to get two years with, with the amount of injuries that he's had, yeah, give me give me John Gray. That dude in the past has been able to eat innings. And like obviously, he was able to succeed in Colorado. Yeah. He's an interesting guy. That's an interesting one, Pac. I don't know, Sammy. I know the had success, but like he didn't close out the World Series. They they had spores stay in, and yeah. I don't know. They also he's had, he's, he's been up and true. down.
2: Yeah. Also, he, they were the right. very early betting favorite to get hater.
0: True, you're right. Yeah. That was that was all the rage for a while, and yeah, now, now no one says it.
1: Yeah. Well, isn't it because they they don't really have a lefty out of the pen? They lost Will Smith, and Brock Burke really took a step back, and so. Chapman. And yeah, Chapman, yeah. Is he still with Free agent. Free agent. Okay, there you go. So they really need lefties. Uh and Red Sox can't really help them with that. So sorry about that. No. Yeah,
0: they can't help you with the lefty out of the pen. We can get you a closer if you want, but you might may, the uh, Red
1: Sox could trade Chris uh, uh, <clears throat>
0: all right. That was that was the best. Before I give off my enough said, we're texting over the weekend, and and I forget, I think I want to say it was Pat said. This this team needs like an fu starting pitcher who just yeah like they a need a bag. bastard yeah and I'm like so they need Chris Sale <laughs> yeah they need they need oh, healthy God. a healthy
1: hammerhead shark who can just you know stand on there and remember remember we, we talked about this as well remember when Ivaldi was pitching against Houston in the ALCS in 2018 and he was like gritting his teeth like he looked, yeah. like he just looked like you a you need nut a dog like a bar in Southie, like.
2: <clears throat> like Scherzer hey, two, car. three years ago? Ugh.
1: God, he just looked insane. And that, as a fan, I was like, oh, I, I feel so safe. <laughs> like, he's crazy. He'll do what we need. So, yeah, we need a, a
0: bulldog, hammerhead shark, friggin' dirty Diana, something like that. Oh, one day, man. We got to have it back. We need we need some of that. But my enough said, a guy who uh, was not necessarily that for the Red Sox last year, Mauricio Jovera, DFA'd and my upset <laughs> is that I, I I, go up to my fiance and I'm, I say Marissa I have some bad like really bad news like really bad news she's like is this actual bad news or is this like stupid like you bad news I'm like no 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 this is like actually like the worst news ever like you better like you, like, you need to sit down like this is actually bad and so she looks at me she's like oh crap you serious and I go the Red Sox DFA'd Mauricio jovera she goes that's not bad that's awesome
1: <gasps> wow she is prejudiced against fire hydrant
2: bodies someone is not familiar with his metrics
1: yeah uh Russell, please look up his metrics if you're going to say something as silly as that
0: yeah what yeah where's this jovera slander man he throws a freaking fastball he throws it hard
2: just like, um, actually, his driveline video says that he's due for a breakout. Actually,
0: if you look at his.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 no, I, I, uh, yeah, he jokes aside. I actually thought he had pretty nasty stuff.
0: He did. He, did. he totally did. He it's if you did looking, though, I can't get over it. How do you pitch with that shape? He's a weird looking guy. And then he doesn't he almost never knows where the pitches are going. But it was easy to see why they liked him. And like Sean McAdam at the beginning of the offseason was saying that he definitely didn't think Joe Vera was gonna get DFA'd to make room for like Rule Five guys because they loved him so much. So I I hope he's back on like a minor league deal. I'm hopefully he clears waivers and I'm sure we'll hear about that in the coming days because he got DFA'd a, a little bit ago. So hopefully that happens. Um, but anyway, that that's gonna do it for us today on play Tessie. Uh, just do us a favor. We're good to you guys. You guys are good to us. But just, just subscribe. We want we want as many of you guys in on what's going on amongst the Playtesty gang as possible. Get that little notification when episodes drop. I don't if it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, the Odyssey app. I who calls you weirdos if you if you use Google? If you use Google and you subscribe, you're not a weirdo. If you use you're Google, hot. if you use Google and you don't subscribe. That's a different story, but we yeah, don't need to talk Jovera, about that. You, you got a Jovera bod if you do that. So you're telling, so you're telling me that they're that the people who use Google that don't subscribe are capable of humming ninety eight. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah, I'm telling you. That's what he's telling me. So anyway, yeah, uh, shoot us that subscribe, rate, rate five stars, say whatever you want in the comments. You can bash us if you want. Talk to say say, say something about Pat. Yeah, get some Pat Pat love. Give give Pat some love in the the reviews. We we love that. Gotta give Pat Pat some love in the reviews. But yeah, we love you guys on Play Tessie. Show us love back and hit that subscribe button. We love love doing these episodes for you guys. Talking socks all off season long because that's what we love to do. We know that's what you guys love to do. That's why you're listening to Red Sox podcast in January because you're freaking awesome. So thanks for tuning into this one. This has been Play Tessie episode 23. Pedro Syriaco episode. Thanks for tuning in. Toodaloo.